0: Welcome to To The Point cybersecurity podcast. Each week, join Petko Stoyanov and Rachel Lyon to explore the latest in global cybersecurity news, trending topics, and industry transformation initiatives impacting governments, enterprises, and our way of life. Now, let's get to the point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of to, well, to The Point Podcast. I'm Rachel Lyon, here with my co-host, Petko Stoyanov. Good morning, Petko. Good morning, Rachel. You know, I don't know about you, but I can't stop smiling and laughing at the same time because, you know, do you want to introduce her, guest? I do. I do. Yes. Let's just jump into it because I'm so excited. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Katie Arrington, she is the founder of LD Innovations LLC Cybersecurity and the former Chief Information Security Officer for Acquisition and Sustainment to the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment. Welcome. Welcome, Katie.
1: Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you both today um, in this lovely virtual environment. Um, what Petco was referring to is we were 10 minutes prior to recording, cracking our own selves up. So there's a lot of inside jokes we're not telling you. Suck us.
0: <laughs> Get going. I guess they don't have a need to know. Katie, they don't have a need to know, do they?
1: <laughs> come, on, I mean, come on. It's America. No, we're not going to tell them. <laughs> What's the point? Oh, no, today today I want to talk about all the fun stuff that people don't really want to say, but it's the truth. So, you know, rip the band-aid off. At least then we can start healing at some point.
0: Absolutely. Um, so where would you like to start? I mean, there there's so many so many pathways for discussion, but I, I do know kind of one of the hot buttons is um cybersecurity maturity model certification, right? I mean, this is one that well, kind because of of There's not even a maturity yeah. model anymore. Rachel, they they broke the, the yeah.
1: So when I, they put me on a timeout in the government, they gave me my, my administrative leave. By the way, thank you, U.S. taxpayers. I was on a gag order. I couldn't talk for 10 months, but I renovated a house. Thanks. Um, but what they did to that, they took it from a maturity model, and they took all the maturity out of the damn model, right? The original CMMC was to help mainly small businesses and medium-sized Figure out the roadmap, how to get from nothing, zero, to 110, and to do that with restraints, like understanding cybersecurity is something that is, it is a mentality. It is a culture. It's an awareness. It's not a bunch of boxes you check, right? And you have to grow into the maturity of it. And that's what the original maturity model did. Like level one was equal to the far... The 17 things you should do no matter where you are. Right? Level two was if you want to start going after contracts that are going to require now CUI, which I re- will get into the whole how I regret CUI. Um, getting prepared because you'd need to go to your board. You'd need to you'd need to decide: Am I going to do this organically, or am I going to outsource this? Right? And do I have enough money? And our government programs are not set up in a fashion that benefit small and medium-sized businesses. And people, when I say that, they're like, yeah, we know. I'm like, no, you don't know what I'm talking about, right? So if you get a small business loan, right, and you use it for something other than what it's prescribed to do, that's a no-no. They, right. You can't grow, right? They they hold the limit. Like the, the fact that the NAICS codes holds you back is scary, right? The, the whole thing is you want to grow, but mm-hmm. you can't grow because you're NAICS code and you're not going to be prepared. So the maturity model was more in helping those small and medium-sized businesses figure out, is it really worth trying to go and become a large, right? Because this is the this is what you're going to have to take on. I And I'm one of those, I say I'm a unicorn, right? So I worked yeah. for in, you know, I I way back cuz we're not going to talk about whole, how old I am but when when Jesus Christ was around with me okay we, we were friends um I I worked as a GS employee in 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 uh, army daycares right um so I was a GS employee a bazillion years ago I I I, I wrote army regulation 608-10 which is around morale welfare and recreation um, I ran the, the the daycare programs in Hawaii. I've been a salesperson. I've been a legislator. I've run my own companies. I've worked at large defense contractors, medium contractors, and I can tell you, in all the and I've worked in the government. Right? I there isn't an aspect of what we're talking about. I don't have some right. element to say this is why you should do it right and the small businesses are the ones i worry about the most because they don't understand their value they don't know they're a target they don't know that the adversary knows that they're easier to get into right they yeah. they think they're some small you know unimportant cog in a big machine that's called the department of defense and they couldn't be any more wrong and we need to help them to ensure our national security i mean the bottom line is if I don't have them going right, the Lockheed Martins and the General Dynamics of the world are great, but they sub a tremendous amount of that workout, and that's where the adversary is getting it. I mean, the F thirty five and the J twenty uh, in China is not a coincidence, kids. When the F thirty five took off six months later, they, the J twenty took off, and Obama, in his in it, he did the right thing as a U.S. president, he said. We need to not have this happen again, create a standard. And the challenge is, yeah. you know, with the CMMC, even what the new national cybersecurity strategy, right? They, they're they still talking about self-attestation. But what kills me is we don't allow self-attestation for security, for physical security. We don't allow it. For machine line security, We you have to be... Like ISO nine thousand, if you're going to have a you you're going to do uh, manufacturing, you, you get third party audited constantly, right? But they don't want to pull that button on cyber. But everything now depends on cyber. Are they too? Aff- I, I I'm still perplexed. And this new national security cyber strategy that came out, it's not a strategy at all. I I want to write a strategy. I. Like a strategy is we're going to do all of these things because this is how we're going to get to here. I wrote a, um, I'm sorry, Rachel and Pecco. I am um, I wrote this op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about the CHIPS Act. And you can Google it and read it. Um, and I said, it's it's just sending money out into the abyss without a strategy. And but like the CHIPS Act, I would have said that any manufacturer that buys a U.S.-made chip gets a tax deduction. We sell the chips at a lower cost than China is or or Taiwan, as a matter of fact, right? So that we get more people buying our chips, right? And then we focus the EPA on, on new technologies to make the core part of the chip manufacturing that we can't do here, and that's silicone. People don't realize to get the silica to make the wafer, you have to take sand and pound it To make silicone, the offset and why China and India make that is because it causes cancer. um, It's sickleese and it's basically the dust makes a fine lining around the lungs and you you eventually die, you drown in your own lungs. So why not take a strategy of how can we manufacture this with, you know, because our adversaries are doing it, but they don't care about the human condition. Why... And, and that's there was no strategy behind that CHIPS Act. And our national cybersecurity strategy isn't a strategy at all. It's a it's it's nothing than documenting self-assessments and reactive measures. And for us to win this war, we have to be we, we have to be proactive, not reactive. Spending the money to tell me that an event happened, an incident happened, it's already done and over. Let me spend the money to make sure it doesn't happen. And that's, you know, I, and, and I can't get through this part that it's. it's-
0: I'll say I, I kind of see it like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you have a cook there, someone who operates the kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. Sa- same as like, someone who's operating cyber. Yeah. But they've got health inspectors that go in there and say, do you have the right hygiene? And I personally, when I go to a restaurant, I don't want the health inspector and the cook being the same person because then I'm going to be like, well, I might be in a third world country. Yes.
1: So you're, you know, you're using the so, example that I actually last week used. Um, it was the restaurant. I said, you know, if the restaurant, um, if you and your state, I live in South Carolina and DHEC inspects our restaurants. If DHEC came and said, um, from now on, you have to have your water at uh, you know, 110 degrees And instead of a hand washing station every twenty feet, you need it every ten feet, there would be no amount of money, no crying from industry. This is too hard, we don't want to do it. They just say this is this you know, but in this realm, only in working for the government can you say, Oh, it's too hard. I don't it." it it's too hard, you're in the wrong damn business. Go find another place to go. Right, you're 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 trusted with national secrets. If it's too hard, go work someplace else. And people say they get on me, and they're like, "Oh, we're already struggling for businesses." I said, "It's not the requirements that people get crazy with. It's how long it takes to get to do, to start business with the DoD. You've got to get an ATO. You've got to get a PM to sponsor you. You've got to fill out all this documents. You've got to have the cost and accounting systems." The cyber part of it is so minimal comparatively to all the other stuff, but it's like they're afraid to say it, right? They, the valley of death doesn't happen because NIST 171 is a requirement. The valley of death happens because generally what happens is we have innovation and capability and we try to throw it on OTAs or Nippers or sippers or STTRs with no acquisition strategy behind it. There's... There's no additional money. It's a one-time deal. It's, it's a one-shot wonder. And they don't, it, it's, it is unbelievable to me at this day and age that we're at that we haven't put those pieces of the puzzle together yet. And that's an easy puzzle to fix. Reciprocity on an ATO. Why, if you are a software company and you get an ATO from the Navy, what makes it any damn different from the army and then why in the hell do you have to pay to go and have it all done again
0: because i can
1: well it's i love it right? i
0: don't it's, it. it's it's all it's all because i can if you th-
1: i'm i'm their thing is you know like the daa's um the the people that approve you know ri- that actually sign the, the atos it's they're assuming risk right but if you have a standard amount of requirements for building of capability and you test it once, every network is different. So you're, there's got to be some assumed risk no matter what, but a provisional ATO, let it go into the field and, and you know, protect it. A bazillion years ago, um, I worked at a company called SCRA, South Carolina something, Regional Alliance. And I begged them to build a cyber, uh, basically a cyber range that was DOD equivalent. So the companies that were developing software could go and test on this cyber range and get a provisional, you know, like they've been tested for X, Y, and Z and cut down on the government's expense on having to do it because it shouldn't be the government's expense, right? You should come and say, here's, here's my validated testing. They wouldn't do it. And, you know, it's it's just, it's, it's, everybody says it's so hard. It's really not. It's just people have to change. It's like who moved my cheese and people have to be right. open to risk, which should not be a bad four letter word, which the connotation is right. risk is a bad thing. It's not. Risk is is something we have every day. You just have to have risk reduction strategies to be successful. Rachel, when you get up in the morning um, and you go to get in your car and go to work, do you put your seatbelt on?
0: I do. I do, Katie.
1: Is that a risk? Now, are you terrified to drive your car because the likelihood you could get killed is bad? No, it's, so a, you, it's a risk I take. That's right. And you just need to know what precautions and measures you need to do before you get into that that vehicle of death. Exactly. And we've got to do, I mean, it to me is mind boggling when you think about the world and the adversaries that are piled up against us. We now have in a community right. of interest that have all said, we don't like America. We're going to change the currency We're going to change the global economy, Iran, Russia, China, India, Venezuela, Brazil. And uh, we're arguing publicly about how hard it is. This is the thing, the one that just makes me giggle, right? You have all these countries that have come together to say, now think about this, both of you Sit back. Everybody listening, sit back. All of these countries in less than a year have come together and figured out how to do a currency that they all can agree on. All the terms. I mean, remember, Brexit went on for how many yeah. years before the UK dipped out, right? These guys came in one year in BRICS, right. figured it all out, right? And what and you've got to think of all the different disparity challenges there is for that, right? right. And then you have right. us, companies, we have the leaders of national defense. Um, Industry Association and the Aeronautics Industry Association go and testify before Congress how hard the NIST-171 is. Now, what do you think the adversary, every time a company comes up in an event and they say it's hard, it's like the adversary just sits there and like, did they just say that was hard? Oh, okay. What's the company name again? I'm going in after them. (laughs) It's like, remember when I used to talk publicly, like, don't talk about Fight Club? We don't talk about Fight Club. (laughs) I just, I'm struggling. The struggle bus, and I am, you know, trying to still motivate people to do it. um, Because there's nothing in this world that is not, sadly, you know, and we'll go back to one of my old jokes. When Al Gore created the internet, he didn't know how, what he was creating, and I'm 52 years old, and I know that when I got my first razor flip phone, I didn't understand the risk associated with it. Right, I didn't think at whatever age I was. I mean, I know I had two kids, and I did get the pink razor flip phone. Um, oh, I had my so Nortaki good. one. Yeah. Do you remember the, the? But when we first started the text, it was like you had to press the, you know, a to, you know. Several times, you know, a we were on the keypad to so get the much letter you want. Yes,
0: yes.
1: But I didn't, and you know, as human beings, and as we evolve, we learn, right? And what what we didn't understand then was if you can take it with you, and it can find you anywhere, they can find you anywhere. Exactly. And that risk didn't dawn on me, and that's why this whole conversation about CUI has gotten out of control, and I think it's. If I could go back in time, I really wish we would take that whole classification out. I think it's doing more harm than good. And here's my my thought, because I'm I am the worst offender in everything, right? If I don't speak from a place of you know I'm holier than thou, I have literally made every mistake in the book. I've learned from it. I learned, you know, you fail early, fail, fail often, and you get up. So when I was a PM uh, back in the day, I, ha- I was running a program in Northern California, CalISO. And this is when they were first saying that Northern California had to present 20% of your energy from a natural green resource. Yeah. And I was working on the transponder technology, how to regulate that and, and to make it known within the, the grid system. At the same time, I was also um, a PM over weather surveillance radar (WSR-88 Doppler). Oh, wow. so all the Dopplers in the country. Yeah. The company that I worked for was the only one that could build them or repair them. Wow. And I was over the watershed for the East East Coast. Yeah. Now, each of those programs, none of those programs were technically classified. Right. But if the adversary got into my laptop, man, they got a lot of info. And that's what I wish companies would start thinking about and saying, oh, I don't need to get CMMC certified and the NIST doesn't apply to me. If you value your business, it sure the hell does. Because on your network, now whether you think you're carrying classified or unclassified or cooi, your employees' information on your network... Your banking information on your network, your intellectual property on your network, how you assemble a pro I mean, everything that is in your network is cooey. You should protect it. There should be nobody working on a CMMC level one, not even the landscaper who mows the lawns at the bases, because I've said to people a thousand times, how do you think they calculate the bid? They give them the AutoCAD layout of the military base. They give them all of the information of where the critical infrastructure is, where the electric is, where the security is. Like, tell me somebody who's, we used to play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Tell me somebody yes, yes. in the DoD that is so unconnected or disconnected from another entity within the DoD that you shouldn't be. And it's, and it's not just DOD. do you, so you go into your doctor's office, right? And for any of the health information exchanges, the HIEs, and for a doctor, you have to join one, right? The hospitals have them. Do you think that that doctor just walks in and says, hey, I'm going to use Epic, Cerner, Accenture, whatever? And they don't come and do a cyber audit of that doctor's office and do extensive training on how to use the systems and be involved in it and send them pre-programmed iPads, laptops, etc. because they understand the value of what they're doing. And it just floors me that the Department of Defense is like, it's too hard. The financial system, it isn't too hard. The right. health systems, it's not too hard. Aviation, it's not too hard. It's just, and they're looking for money. And unless and as a group, the, the entirety, look at the authorizers and the appropriators and the authors of the NDAA and say, this is the sins of our past, right? 2015, I can't go back and redo time. How can I make it better? I lobbied for Congress to give $10 billion a year to the DOD over the course of five years. And I was, let's stop talking about CUI, Let's stop talking about level one, two, or three. Let's get everybody a one-time, because it's for the taxpayer, right? Ultimately, everything that's built, it's your tax dollars doing it, right? Would you rather today, so quick. Add this up. We're losing two hundred million dollars a day in the DoD, in the defense industrial base, okay. in IP loss, ransomware, and um, straight up theft. Two hundred million dollars wow. a day. A now, day. A day. And.
0: So seventy three billion a year (laughs) in a year
1: we lose globally six trillion dollars a year in cyber attacks espionage so i'm all of the so when i said to congress just 10 billion over five years get everybody the level set right a rising tide will raise all boats right and i'm one voice i can only do so much it's it's, if we care, I mean, we're losing more than we will ever spend on it. And it's, it's sadly turned political and this should be a bipartisan issue. This is not an issue that should be, you know, one or another, and it shouldn't be large businesses or small businesses complaining. It's everybody. Right. And that's why I've, you know, I've, I've taken a different approach. It's, now I just talked to the, the people that are in, with contracts under contracts with the government and saying, so when are you, when do you expect your false claims to be levied? Um, because now the federal government says anybody can level them. And mm-hmm. I know all the secrets. So yeah. who, who, who wants to be the first one I, I go after and say, this is what you've reported because when we started doing the Spurs scores, Guys, John Ellis, bless his heart, one of the best human beings. And why he is not an SES is beyond me over at DCMA. And Dave Bassett, General Bassett, I can't say enough about those two folks, right? Because General Bassett's like, what are you all waiting for? He only has so many people that can go and do inspections, right? And and write cars, right. you know, corrective action reports. He only has so many people that can right. do it. But when When you as a U.S. taxpayer look at all the weapons that China has stolen from us, the R&D, right? So it's the stuff that you don't think about. Naval, building a Navy ship or a boat. That is 90 years of research and development that the adversary stole. 90 years. Easy. The F-35? That's crazy. Billions of dollars, right? So is it in Navy, like think about this, right? The paint that they use, it's not like they just came out and they figured out, oh, we'll use this paint to paint this. It was years of trial and error. And what was held up the longest, we finally figured out the right chemical compounds. And it's a very specific mixture and how it's applied and when it's applied and what your tax dollars paid for that. Don't you want to protect it? And it's, everything that we're doing. And people think, um you know, and it's, this is where, and, and I'd love your guys thoughts on this one, right? I don't want to become like my enemy to win the war, right? I don't want to give up what makes right. this great Republic. Like people can't see me because we're on a podcast. But literally I have, oh, I'm sitting on it. Um, I, I have, I, I literally carry and, and Rachel, you can see it, right? I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You carry the Constitution everywhere I, I the go. Constitution. Right? It's because I. this separates us from the rest of the world. This. You do not have lines of people waiting or running across open borders in any other country in the entire world like you do in the United States. And there's a reason why. And... Our adversaries are using something called lawfare. And anybody listening to the podcast has a great book on it, but it's basically how you use a country's legal system against them. Oh. It's, it's you, it's, it is lawfare. So, uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, no, last week, the CEO from TikTok went on. So, I'm dating this podcast but he testifies in front of Congress, right? And the thing that should have gotten every American out of their chair and over to their kid's cell phone was the statement that the CEO made and blessed the... So I sent a whole lot of questions into that committee, like because I know they asked him, do your children use TikTok? And his response was, no, they're not 13. It's illegal in China for a child under 13 to have a cell phone. Why? Interesting. Or to be on TikTok because they do social emotional scoring on a child. So every child in China is born with a score. Your parents, where you live, your family history, what province, you're given a score. And then as you go through school, they start figuring out what you would be best in doing. And when you turn 13, you're allowed a cell phone, but because they've done the social emotional scoring on you, they only send you the algorithms of what they want you to do. So if you're a kid in China and they want you to become an engineer, the TikTok algorithm that you see, the only ones you see are about all these amazing engineering programs and how awesome it would be to be an engineer. They brainwash you into believing that's what you should do. Our algorithm, and he says this right. Yes.
0: does the same right. It's, it right, Katie does the it same. Does
1: the same, but ours is stupidity. Like eat a pod that you put into the dishwasher. Like you need to be told dish detergents not good for you to eat. Uh, but it's that is, crazy. and that's why this is. It's so insane to me where we are as a country, and and all that is happening to us that we could get away from just by doing the simple stuff, just by doing
0: the smart, easy stuff. And we are gonna pause today's episode right here. We are having so much fun speaking with Katie Arrington that we're gonna bring her back for next week for a part two. You don't wanna miss it. Be sure to subscribe so you can get a fresh episode next week right in your inbox or on your favorite streaming platform. So until next time, be safe. Thanks for joining us for the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher.